Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thank you for joining us at XM.com. The European Central Bank kicked off the 10-day Central Bank Bonanza yesterday, raising rates in the Eurozone to the highest level since the Euro was launched. Now, the Forex market has a lot to anticipate this upcoming week, which holds Central Bank meetings from the Fed, Bank of England, Bank of Japan and Swiss National Bank. I'm Cristina Marujos. With me today to look at the week ahead is our senior investment analyst, Mario Sochigiriagos. Marios, let's start with the Fed. It meets on Wednesday and investors expect the bank to stand pat this week. So attention will likely turn to the updated interest rate projections. But how could the dollar perform? Hello, Christina. It's going to be a huge week for the markets. A lot of economic data for central bank meetings, of course, the most important one being the Fed. So what are we likely to, to get from the Fed? Well, the market thinks there's almost no chance of a rate increase. We've heard a lot of comments from FOMC officials lately, and the general tone has been, let's be patient, let's have some more time to examine incoming data before we make our next decision. So the markets are pricing in only a 3% probability for a rate increase. So the market naturally is going to focus on the updated updated economic forecasts and the interest rate projections in the new dot plot. And to be specific, will the Fed signal another uh, rate increase for this year like it did in June? And how many rate cuts will it telegraph for next year? The last dot plot showed interest rates closing next year at 4.6%. That's roughly 100 basis points, 1% lower from the anticipated peak in interest rates. So you could say that the Fed was was projecting four rate cuts for next year. But we've seen a lot of very promising, very robust economic data from the US lately, uh, from consumption to economic growth to the labor market. The US economy is just not cooling off as everybody expected. So the risk is that the Fed might signal fewer rate cuts this time uh, around for next year, of course. So I think the dot plot is going to signal a higher for longer regime for interest rates. And that might add fuel to the rally that we've seen in US yields and by extension, the dollar. Overall, Christina, I think that the dollar remains the most attractive choice in the G10 FX universe. The reason being, the dollar offers a unique combination right now of solid economic fundamentals, attractive interest rates, and safe haven qualities. Now, if you look at the rest of the FX arena, Europe and China have a growth problem. The yen has a has an interest rate problem, and the British pound is vulnerable to shifts in global risk sentiment. So there's no viable alternative to the US dollar in my opinion at this stage and I would expect there is a strength that we've seen the dollar to continue in the in the months ahead. Of course Marios this brings me to my next question. Let's cross into the United Kingdom. The pound has been the star currency of 2023 so far, but the Bank of England's comments that the tightening cycle might be approaching its end has been exerting downward pressure recently. What are we likely to hear from policymakers when they meet on Thursday? Yeah, so the Bank of England has a very difficult decision on its hands. Uh, the markets are assigning a 70% probability for a rate increase. Now, recent data has been 
relatively mixed, Christina. So on the one hand, we've seen a sharp slowdown in economic growth. Economic growth was stagnant in July from a year earlier, and business surveys suggest that a contraction in growth lies ahead. Now, the labor market has also weakened in the UK. Uh, the, the, the labor market lost jobs in July, and business surveys suggest this phenomenon will likely persist. So you've had a weaker growth outlook, but on the other hand, wage growth accelerated in July, and it reached 8.5% in annual terms. Now, when wages are rising by 8%, that's a sign that inflation is not going to cool anytime soon. Uh, so that that puts the Bank of England in a very difficult spot. They could raise rates further to bring inflation down, but that might also choke economic growth completely and inflict more damage on the economy. So here's what I think is going to happen. They will most likely raise interest rates as, as the markets ex expect, but I think that the vote will be split. Uh, so it might be a closer call than the markets expect. And I also think that the Bank of England will not commit to any further rate increases. Now, for the pound, what that means is that the risks are tilted to the downside. If the Bank of England raises interest rates, yes, the pound could spike higher initially, but the upside reaction might be minor because that's the Baseline, that, that's a baseline scenario already. It's priced in with a 70% chance. And I think the upside reaction could reverse quickly if the vote is split and there's no clear commitment to further rate increases, like we saw with the European Central Bank this week. And of course, if, if the Bank of England doesn't hike, that would be a huge surprise for the markets and that could push uh, the pound lower uh, instantly. The Swiss National Bank also meets on Thursday, and of course, it will be followed by the Bank of Japan meeting on Friday. What should we anticipate from these central bank meetings, Marios? The Swiss National Bank, I think, is going to be the more exciting one. The markets are pricing in a 60% probability for a rate increase. Now, mind you, the Swiss franc is the best performing currency of this year. Now. The problem is there's a lot of uncertainty about whether the S&P will pull the trigger. 60% show uh, probability for a rate increase shows that the markets are not really confident. And the reason is the Swiss economy has started to lose momentum and uh, inflation was running at only 1.6% in August, below the central bank's target, although the S&P expects, uh, expects uh, inflation to reaccelerate because of rising electricity and rent prices. So what are they more likely to do? I think they're likely to raise interest rates and that might boost the franc on the decision because of their, their outlook for inflation. But I also think this will be the final rate increase of this cycle. Now, over in Japan, I don't think that there's a lot of scope for, for any policy shifts. The Bank of Japan already adjusted its policy at its um, July meeting. I think they're going to be patient this time around and maybe just monitor the, the effects of their previous actions. And if that's the case, it will probably be a minor event for the yen. The yen uh, is left in the hands of what foreign central banks do and how uh, global interest rates move. Marius, thanks so much. This was the week ahead here at exam.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.